I found myself deep in an addiction for many years, and God has pulled me out of that. And that song encourages me every time I hear it. I love that song. I love that song. I love that song. This is I Love That Song, songs, artists, and you. I'm Keith Stevens. This is a show that connects you with your favorite Christian music artists and their fans. I can't wait to introduce you to my friends in the music industry. You'll hear personal stories and faith-filled conversations. My hope is that you'll be inspired and grow in your faith. Wait till you hear the aha moments from others just like you who say, I love that song. We're Christians, and that gives us something that it's a foundation for us. And so when you model your life after Jesus, He was always loving, always kind. And that's our goal, what we try to be with each other and how we try to treat people in the world. And talking about what's different about us as well, I think um, we as a family band, none of us are like freaky prodigies. None of us are like... Um, we're talented people, but I, I think that we work really hard. We want to work hard, and, and it demands that. Come on and rise up, take a breath, you're alive now. Can't you hear the voice of Jesus calling us out from the Lazarus? Hey, on this episode, Taylor Kane reveals the early days of singing in her hometown. And then there's the story behind their song, Rise Up, what it meant the day they wrote it and what it means now. And then the day they almost quit. We felt like this career we had worked so hard for was yet again going to fail. But God basically said, hey, I'm going to do it without your help at all. And so we just had to sit home patiently waiting and seeing, you know, is this going to work out? And boy, did it work out for this family trio, Kane, Taylor, Madison, and Logan, preacher's kids who grew up in a small town. It wasn't long after they began to talk, they were already harmonizing with each other and eventually singing in their hometown church and then began touring as a family band, singing and playing guitar, piano, bass, and harmonica. When I first heard the song Rise Up by Kane, I thought, put that on the radio. Let's play that more because the lyrics are so captivating, especially when I talk with Taylor of the group, we thought, who knew, who knew before they wrote the song that the world would be engulfed in a coronavirus. But if you listen to the words, it's almost like they're providential. Come on and rise up, take a breath. You're alive now. Can you hear the voice of Jesus calling us out of the grave like Lazarus? You're brand new. The power of death couldn't hold you. Can't you hear the voice of Jesus calling us? Out from the grave like Lazarus, rise up. And so as I host radio, I hear calls from people whose lives have been spared from coronavirus and family members who call and say that they've lost loved ones to coronavirus. But this song gives them hope that they'll see their loved one again someday. And I know it'll give you hope too. My wife and I love Rise Up Lazarus because... Everyone sees yourself in heaven, or we all think of that heavenly goal, but Rise Up Lazarus brings that to life. Uh, It invigorates us. It gives us that vision, that miracle that each of us will experience when Jesus brings us out of that grave. 
Rebecca shared the same hope on Facebook recently. She says the song Rise Up really inspires and encourages me to praise Jesus and to be excited for his return when we will be with him forever. The song helps me remember when life is hard to have hope of his return. Taylor, welcome. How are you? I'm so good. How are you doing today? I'm doing so great. Now, you guys, are you guys like a family band? Is that how it works? Yes, Keith, you nailed it. Um, It's funny how many people think that we're just Genesis murder fans with Cain and Abel. (laughs) (laughs) But we are the Cain family. I'm the oldest. And Madison's in the middle and Logan's the baby. Taylor, how did this all come about for you guys? So our parents pastor a church in a little small town, Hartsville, Alabama. And you know how that goes when your dad just says, hey, kids, get on stage and help me sing this. Years went by. I feel like we didn't really know that we were a trio. I think my sister and I got hired to play a few weird weddings. (laughs) The three of us went to college together, Troy University. And I feel like we, it was, I mean, it's always going to come down to God's call on your life. Like, let me just skip to the ending, but God, I feel like he put it together where we auditioned for this video competition to open for Dave Barnes. Do you know who that is? I do know Dave Barnes. Yep. He had some songs out a while back. So we were big fans, great songwriter, and we ended up, it was like a two-month process, but we ended up winning this competition, and we we get to play a sold-out show um, in front of Dave Barnes, and it was like, oh my gosh, maybe we have fans, and it's not just our mom and cousins. <laughs> so it was a long process, and we started doing music like however we could take it. Like Broadway, we were playing everywhere. We were traveling all over, driving to Delaware, just trying to, um, I mean, we had to learn. You had to go through all the hard stuff. You don't just wake up successful. And now I know that. So it, it took about seven years. And then we were on the verge of quitting. Why would they want to quit after seven years of chasing their dreams and becoming more successful? Turns out the work was taking its toll. They were beat down. They lost their foundation. They needed to find their way back to church and back to God. What were you looking for that you didn't get that almost made you quit? I think, I mean, finances are always like we were just doing our best to pay the bills every month. But honestly, it was like, I just felt like God had given us a dream of writing songs. We played a country cruise, and I'll never forget, a a couple came up to us at the end of the night, and they were like, are you guys a worship band? Like, are you Christians? (laughs) And we had not, we had played only cover songs, like nothing that, that gave praise to the name of Jesus, but I feel like it's always been in there. So maybe it was just an emptiness, and we all three felt it. And it was almost like the gift that God had given us, we were just using it in the wrong way, and it felt so empty. Taylor, Madison, and Logan are now 28, 29, and 30. They've returned to their roots and their main reason for being musicians, to glorify God and to inspire others with their music. As they look back on their journey, it's the last few months that have made the biggest impact on them. I have learned um, just in these few months of doing Christian music, every artist I've met, um, they're just a solid, 
amazing person to the core. And when you are nice and when you really live your life like Christ says in in the Bible, it just pays off. And it's not even like you do it for a reward, but I've just learned to always work hard. And no one really does it for you. Like, I think I thought I would get to a place where, oh, yeah, the record label will do everything for me. And they they do a lot. But you just can't be lazy. (laughs) Tell me who influenced you musically growing up. Growing up, we only listened to contemporary Christian radio. So we had Stephen Curtis Chapman, Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith. But then as we got older... I fell in love with groups like Fleetwood Mac and the Eagles and all those natural harmonies that kind of come with sibling stuff. I feel like we fell in love with that. And then Need to Breathe, um, we've gotten to work with their producer. And so I feel like all of my my heroes, it's all coming together for our sound. So Taylor <laughs> with the group Kane, please tell us about Rise Up and the story behind the song. Yes. Okay. So rise up. It's funny when you write a song, um, you're not really thinking of a global pandemic coming in the future, but um, the opening lines of the chorus, come on and rise up, take a breath, you're alive now. And I just think God had something special for us. Maybe we were listening to him that day. It means something different to me now than what it did the day I wrote it. I think we were really sad about losing. We felt like this career we had worked so hard for was yet again going to fail. But God basically said, hey, I'm going to do it without your help at all. And so we've just had to sit home patiently waiting and seeing, you know, is this going to work out? Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. He went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep but I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was, she saw him. She fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. 
When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. amazing it makes me cry when we were on stage last weekend there were people in the crowd who started to sing it and i'm like this is amazing mm-hmm. like this song is reaching people and um and they're singing my song my song that's <laughs> wild i'll never get over that mm. i'll never get over it no that's got to be really special isn't that god's way of looking back at you and saying well done mm. Come on, don't make me cry. That's so awesome. Yeah. Listen, that's Jesus looking back at you Mm. and saying thank you and saying well done. And you're ministering and you're making a difference. And always hold that in your heart because that'll help you write more songs and to continue to stay in that space where it's just doing it for him. I found myself deep in an addiction for many years. And God has pulled me out of that. And that song encourages me every time I hear it that I can walk through this. I am more than sober, I am free. My life is flourishing in ways I never thought possible. And it's just such a beautiful journey. In 2014, I was diagnosed with genital herpes. And I thought that that was the end of my life and that I would never get to be a wife and a mom, which I had always wanted to be because I thought that no one would want me. And then about in early 2017, I turned my life over to God and then I met my now husband. Four months ago, we welcomed our first child, our son AJ, into the world. And God has just been continuing to write miracles for both of us in our lives. And I'm so grateful that I am where I am now, and I never thought I would be years ago. Rise Up continues to inspire people everywhere. Fortunately for us, Kane continues to write and share the gospel through their songs. Their newest is Yes He Can. I'm telling you, it is bold and it is hype.
our first song in Muscle Shoals, like back in the day. So I feel like we have this swampy soul style, and I'm just so excited. I feel like this one, even more than Rise Up, brings that to you. Um, so I, I can't wait for your listeners to hear I it. I love swampy soul style. But I love that you're honoring God with your music. So the new song is going to be kind of Cajun, kind of down south yeah, kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah, stomp, clap. The hook line says, yes, he did, so yes, he can. And it talks about God's faithfulness before. So if he's done it before, you got to have hope that he, he can do it again. He can do anything. Taylor, what word of encouragement do you have for our audience today? I think uh, what's been on my heart lately is just to see Jesus as a real person in our lives and not feel guilty, not feel condemned, but know that He loves childlike faith. And so we can come to Him with questions. We can um, just sit there and talk to Him about anything on our mind, and He's fine with that. And He really loves us so much. Taylor, what would you say to somebody who's a believer, is listening to you, listening to this show right now, somebody who's a Christian, maybe a boss, maybe a friend, maybe a coworker, maybe a family member, somebody has hurt them and betrayed them very deeply. What would you say to them? I try to remember that God, there's a verse where it talks about before you even come to the altar to pray to me, go first and reconcile with your brother. And I think there's something about God where he loves communion. He loves right fellowship. And so even if you don't want to do it, if you could just um, forget, like, just tell God, I don't even know how to do this. But maybe with childlike faith, you could just say, Lord, help me. I want to I want to be in right standing with you more than I want to have something against my brother. And I don't know if that's great advice, but I'm trying to do that. (laughs) Well, Taylor, you're the best. I appreciate you and your other band members in the group. Kane, I wish you much success this year as you minister, as you go out and tour, hopefully again soon. You're the best. Thank you, Keith. All right. Bye. Come on and What about you? Are you rising up? Have you seen the light and the love of Jesus to help you move beyond your challenges, beyond the darkness? Well, maybe you need to hear from him again. And he says, rise up. Check out the song link in our show notes. Until next time. I love that song. I love that song. I love that song. This podcast, I Love That Song, is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of University of Northwestern St. Paul. Thanks for listening.